Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today, I want to talk about what I learned from my experience at teaching at BYU Education Week. So first of all, you need a little bit of background about this experience of teaching there. BYU Education Week, well, let's start at the beginning, BYU. BYU is Brigham Young University. That's my alma mater. And it's a highly rated university. They have a law school, a business school, and lots of undergraduate and graduate programs. So great university. They're also a religious university. And so they have this dual purpose of upholding religion and also of educating individuals. As part of their purposes, they have an outreach program called Education Week. And they've been doing this for many, many years. And it's basically taking both religious and secular topics and asking their own professors, as well as other people that they invite to come in and to teach hundreds. Actually, I think there's over a thousand classes during this week that people can choose from and the general public can come and just be educated. It's a wonderful experience. I attended my first education week over 40 years ago when I was 16 years old. And back in the day, they actually brought education week to you. They would go to various communities and with this sort of outreach program, they would bring an education week and everybody could sign up and take all these different classes. It was a lot of fun. And so I remember as a 16 year old going and they had classes for youth as they do now, 14 and up. And so I went to this class and heard this speaker named Don Black and I was so inspired and felt so excited about making changes and doing things in my life that, that I remember on that day in that meeting with him, deciding that I wanted to be an Education Week speaker like him. I wanted to make other people feel like he made me feel. In that moment, I set for myself a goal that has lasted throughout my lifetime. And I got started on that goal right away. I remember the very next hour, because you, you know these classes are split into different hours, attending a class with my mom. We had gone together as a family. And I remember sitting in that class and watching this woman teach. And I remember not watching what she was teaching or listening to what she was teaching, but paying attention to how she was teaching it. So already I had figured out, I need to become a better teacher. I need to become a better speaker. How are these people doing this? So fast forward 40, 42 years later, and I met my goal. It felt amazing to be in that classroom teaching when I had set that goal as a youth, as a teenager. And so I've learned a couple of things about those goals. First of all, that decision that I made mattered. That decision that I made carried with me. We are the same person. We, we carry our lives with us and ideas and goals that you've had before that you maybe have even started or tried and failed. And then you come back and you start and you try and fail at. Sometimes we think, oh, I keep having the same goal over and over again and I'm not accomplishing it. I must be bad at it. But flip that around. Hmm, I keep having the same goal over and over again. This goal must be important to me. I wonder what I can do to figure out the skills underneath this goal, to figure out why I want this goal, to figure out how I can get some of this in my life right now. 
I call these goals slow burn goals. It to me, it's sort of like instead of you know putting some meat on a grill and doing a quick sear and getting this meat cooked really quickly, it's more like smoking meat for hours and hours and overnight or even into days and you just get this tender amazing meat because you've done this slow cooking this slow burn and some some goals are like that now i know how to go after big goals i recently started a business i'm here podcasting with you i had to create deadlines i had to create big vision boards i had to chunk it down into individual steps that i needed and see the through line of what i was doing and how it was going to get me what i wanted to i had to be brave and vulnerable i had to launch things before they were ready and come back and fix them later there's all kinds of big giant goal setting skills that are a way of getting big giant goals and that's great but there are other big giant goals important goals that don't get accomplished that way they get accomplished in smaller pieces over time while that goal sits in the back of your head and that's okay both ways are legitimate ways to pursue your goals i also learned that goals aren't a hundred percent within our control for byu education week there's an application process I actually applied three different times before I was accepted to speak. And when you get those first rejection letters or rejection emails, it said something to the effect of, we're going to have 200 speakers, some of which are their faculty, and we have over 700 applications that we're considering. And so you might have a really good topic and you might be a really great speaker, but it just doesn't fit our current needs at the moment. There was a gap of 10 years between the first time I applied and the next time I applied. The next time I applied, I had a more timely topic. I knew it was something they were interested in at the time. Our church had just put out a big initiative for children and youth to help fight the epidemic that the world is experiencing of anxiety and depression. And so this new initiative that they had, had people learning at home. They had us doing activities and service in our families and in our congregations. And it also had a personal development element to it, where at home they were asking parents to engage with goals with their kids and to have goal conversations and to have the kids choose their own goals, not some list of goals they wanted them to do, but let the kids pick their own goals. And parents were struggling with this. They weren't sure to how to have these goal conversations. And that's what I had been doing in my business is creating a course about this and writing a book about it. And so now I was like, okay, I've got this. I know how to have goal conversations with your kids and I can teach you and I can teach the parents that are coming. And so I applied and got rejected again. <laughs> I was so disappointed. And so I went up to the office and said, Hey, what's going on with how you, you know, how you choose and all of that. This was such an exciting topic. I was so excited about it. And they said, yeah, we really can't talk to individuals with 700 people knocking on our door saying, Hey, I want to get in. I want to teach. And I said, I totally understand. I was just kind of curious if you had any tips for applying for next year. Cause I just think the topic is so timely. It's such an important topic. Parents are really needing this right now. And the person said, now what's your name again? So I'm not sure if that helped the following year or not, but the following year I applied again and used what I had learned about how they needed timely topics and what their purposes were and started paying more attention to what they were needing. And so in my video that I had to submit and in my cover letter, all of those things pointed to the idea that 
this is timely. This is necessary. Parents are struggling with this. This is going to be a great topic for education week. And that third one was successful. Now here's one thing that I also learned about goal setting that I want to bring up at this point. It seems like all goal stories end with the success of the goal, right? Because now the goal's accomplished. And so there's nothing left to talk about. I can go on and do other goals in my life. But here's the thing. Why did I set that goal in the first place? I set that goal in the first place because I wanted to teach like that guy I heard taught. I wanted to make people think like he made me think. I wanted to have people feel like he made me feel. And in the process of the 40 years that it took me to finally go, you know, I think I'm going to apply to education weekend to finally get in. In that process, I learned how to do those things. I paid attention to how people teach. I took those skills and broke them down into itty bitty, tiny learnable skills. And I learned those skills. I learned how to ask good questions. I learned how to understand emotions and what's going on with people's emotions and to kind of pay attention to my own emotions and what inspires me and what motivates me. And I learned how to have good discussions and interactions with people. And so that whole lifetime of learning and teaching and speaking with a lot of failures in between, I had a lot of crummy lessons. I had a lot of crummy speeches that I gave or talks that I gave at different times and learning from all of those ups and downs helped me to become the kind of person I wanted to become, whether or not they ever accepted me to speak at education week. And so this was a super exciting time for me. I felt really accomplished and excited, but I also know that it was partly because of the timing of the topic that I had where I was accepted. If they had continued to reject my applications, that doesn't mean anything about me. It doesn't say anything about me as a person or me as a goal setter. It just wasn't a fit for them. And so some goals are like that. Some goals, like I said at the beginning, are a slow burn and we just keep them in the back of our minds and we just kind of keep resurrecting them. And that's a good thing. It's defining what you want and what you are. It's, it's an indication of this is what I like and what I want in my life. And so we can pay attention to those slow burn goals that keep arising in our minds. Pay attention to those because those are the things you really like and that you really want. And also some of the things we want in our lives are not within our control hundred percent. It's going to be way more likely if we go after it, if we work hard, if we, you know, take the skills and, and learn the things and set the precursor goals to get there. It will be more likely if we do that. And if we learn about what they want from their end and how we can make this a good fit, but some of those goals simply are not going to happen because they're not within our control and not reaching those kinds of goals doesn't say anything about us. It's just the way it worked out. I think the last thing that I learned about having this opportunity to teach at education week and having this goal for so long in my life is that it does matter if you write down goals, as long as you can tolerate the idea that not all of them are going to come true, that not all of them are going to be accomplished, that you have other things in your life that you're doing, 
writing down a list of goals that you want to accomplish sometime in your life, sort of like a bucket list of like, here's the things I want to do. I hesitate to call it a bucket list because then people are going to put stuff like, I want to go skydiving before I die. I want to travel to France before I die. And some of those are fine, but thinking about like, what do you actually want? Not something that sounds big and cool, but what do you actually want? And making a list of the kinds of things you actually want to do at some point in your life makes them more likely to happen. I put that I wanted to be an education week speaker on a list of a hundred things I want to do in my life, maybe 20 years ago. So 40 years ago, I decided I'm doing this 20 years ago. I put it formally on a list and said, this is one of the things I want to do 10 years ago. I made my first application. And then this year I finally accomplished that goal. And so putting it on the list actually is helpful because it gets your brain thinking about it. And even though it's not going to stay there in my brain, it is going to surface again and become at the forefront of my mind, sort of being resurrected again and again in my mind over the course of my life. And it's great to have some goals that are like that. They're just back burner goals, but they're a part of who you are and they're important to think about. So to summarize the principles that I pulled from this life experience, first of all, not all goals need deadlines to be good goals. Some goals are a slow burn and can be kept on the slow burner in the back of your mind and still come to fruition and be accomplished in your life. The second is that not all goal stories end with the accomplishment of the goal but you can still accomplish your purpose without accomplishing the original goal. I still met my purpose of becoming an effective teacher, even if I hadn't been accepted to teach at education week. And finally, not all goals are a hundred percent within our power. No matter how effective we are, no matter how good we are, no matter how much we try, we can't accomplish all goals and not reaching that kind of a goal doesn't say anything about us. Thank you for taking a minute to listen in to my experiences of this last week and sharing with you the principles that I pulled from those experiences. I hope they're useful to you in your own goal setting. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.